0: Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of Nerd Soup. I am Aaron, the Nerd Soup Monkey, along here with Bo, and today we got the latest Disney Plus Marvel show, Loki.
1: I'm high-key excited to review this. See, I I knew, like... (sighs) That I would do it before you and you wanted to do it first?
0: I didn't want to do it at all.
1: Yes, you did. No, I didn't. You can't resist those jokes. You shat on me for making a John Cena can't see him joke and then you've made at least seven each podcast since...
0: But I'm just a natural, like, funny guy.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I'm not, so I have to make terrible jokes like high-key, low-key. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. That's what I do. It's charming. They it's, don't expect humor from Bo. <laughs> right, well, that's, that's YouTube. Mm, that's true. All right, pal, find me one YouTuber who's not annoying, okay? I'm five years away from fighting Tyson Fury, <laughs> okay? <laughs> All
0: right, I think we should go with the spoiler discussion, eh? Episode yeah, look one. at that.
1: Spoiler, uh, episode one is out.
0: Well, you've seen two already. I still got to watch two. Right. Well, yeah, the one up me on that, huh? Couldn't wait for me. Couldn't wait for your good old pal to watch
1: episode two. Well, <laughs> no, I couldn't, because <laughs> you ditched me. So shut the fuck
0: up. <laughs> that's true. Well, we did watch episode one together, and I gotta say, I don't really know what's going on, but I'm definitely intrigued. It's got my inten- intent. It's got my attention, and I think that's what you want from a first episode. I really like right off the bat. Quick thoughts. I mean, obviously. With Wandavision and what we know, we're getting going forward with Spider-Man and Doctor Strange, and we knew about the time variance with Loki. That it's going to be weird. It's going to be um, it's going to be fun to like watch every week and try to put the pieces together. And I think the vibe of this episode is what stood out to me the most. It was really unlike anything, not just in the sense of how they were fucking with time and things like that, just the vibe of that facility and where they were in the setting was just something i think pretty unique to the, to the mcu so far yeah
1: retro futurism is mm-hmm. something that i really like reminded enjoy. me of
0: maniac the netflix show that nobody watched but i liked what's that the maniac i haven't seen it it's the netflix show that nobody watched
1: marissa texted me and said this reminds me of the jetsons mm. so there's, there's, like there's at least George three people Jetson. who are
0: watching maniac right and watching loki <laughs> they're like oh yeah they're
1: cool. commenting definitely yeah. without a doubt yeah, no, I love that too. And it, it, the TVA, when Loki has that humbling moment when he realizes that they're using Infinity Stones as paperweights and he puts it together that this place is serious. This it's is the power like, of the universe. Yeah, this is power above power. Um, and he's, he's kind of fighting that idea the whole time that they know how the world is going to end, that everything's kind of written in stone, the sacred timeline being determined by the space lizards. But the, the retro future setting of the TVA kind of helps its believability because it is so quirky and weird you know you have the the tutorial from you know a 1980s television with that character that's giving the whole rundown of how this came about it's so goofy and quirky so it kind of helps you buy into the fact that these people actually exist
0: yeah it's weird that like they have access to seemingly infinite time and they're like 1980s that's what we're gonna that's the technology we're gonna use here
1: they they really love earth all powerful beings. It's just everything is always centered on Earth, right? I mean, Thanos when, wants to wipe out the world, needs to go to Earth, get the Infinity Stones.
0: When you, like, yeah, sure, there's probably countless other planets I could have borrowed technology from, too. But I, I think when you have that much power and, te- like, technology and resources, you just go straight aesthetic.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: So I think they're like, oh, this is... <laughs> right,
1: they could do anything. So.
0: 1980s Earth. Right. Let's do that. Let's stick there.
1: Um, it humbles them. Mm-hmm. It reminds them what they're fighting for.
0: But right off the bat, the open, I mean, how they started with Endgame, and we kind of... uh,
1: Yeah, get that Endgame footage. Well, not Endgame, but Avengers. Avengers, Endgame, yeah, yeah. That's time travel for you. Yeah,
0: but um, I think we talked about this. Like, this is a different Loki, right? He didn't have his other three redemption arcs yet. So Um, so where he's at, like, he's coming fresh off a defeat, and kind of that's where he's at. And his first instinct when he gets to this new place is try to kind of... Get back to being Loki, the god of mischief, and kind of retaking what he thinks is his. And it, I really enjoyed that humbling and introspective he had when he does see what happens. Right, and I thought that was an interesting twist on the character because obviously we know it's there because that's ha- that's what happens with him later in the movies. But here, him ha- getting to see that and kind of having that moment, especially watching his mother and his indirect cause of her death, I thought. Was a really touching scene, and kind of, I think we'll, we'll get more of that going forward with that Loki character.
1: Yeah, and Mobius is is showing him all of this and and poking at him, asking him who he really is, trying he's to figure out the dick. real Loki. Hey, man, you're a fugitive, right? At this point, you're just bargaining for your freedom, so you have to. <laughs> but he saw Ragnarok. Rock, he knows this.
0: like he's a good guy, he knows right, his bro?
1: Right, and I think he's, I guess maybe they're trying to speed up the redemption that Loki will eventually have, but Loki comes to the realization that his redemption ends with his death, mm-hmm. so he still has this idea, like you said, we're picking up right off of Avengers, where he's he feels slighted, so he wants to take over Earth, and he, he keeps saying that he's he was born with glorious purpose, and he sees that his glorious purpose is... Making a last-ditch effort to try and save his brother. So 2012, Loki, that really gets him down Mm -hmm. because it doesn't end with him on the throne or the king of space, as Mobius says. So maybe this will send him even further in the opposite direction, right? Like, eventually, where I was supposed to be at, I I do get personal redemption, but what does that do for me right Mm. now in 2012? Um, So so you wonder if Mobius was just kind of trying to speed up that arc to get him on the same page, to feel that he can help them do something good, mm-hmm. help the world here by trying to find this other variant, who we learn at the end of the episode is a variant of Loki. I
0: feel like we're about to get stuck in like one of these time loop things, and it's really just going to burn my brain out.
1: Yeah, like when you said it's going to be fun to try and put the pieces together, uh-uh, no, no thank you, I won't be trying, don't come <laughs> to me for answers, seriously, not after WandaVision, especially after- Friday,
0: I get the YouTube yeah. <laughs> notification, Loki explains.
1: Loki, yeah, what does it all mean? What does that piece of gum mean? The kablooey. <laughs> Um. no I'm not going to do that because with time travel they are trying to set up rules and I do appreciate all the rules they've given us so far Um, and they expand on that in episode 2 but if you start to think too much about time travel you are going to turn your brain into a pretzel and my brain right now is not a pretzel so i want to keep it squishy and soft Mm. not all wound up (laughs) Soft pretzel. Right, soft pretzel. But we'll, I, I want to see how it plays out. We're going to have six episodes for this first season. Um, this first one was about 50 minutes, and it looks like the runtime for the next one is it's going to be 50 minutes as well. So like Falcon and the Winter Soldier. yeah, Maybe more of a, a movie than a series. But I, I'll tell you what, this first episode felt like a great first episode of a show. that It did everything you needed it to do, right? Introduce you to this new world, these new characters, and set up what is going to happen as the season progresses. So... I've seen people call it the best first episode of any Disney Plus show. Would you agree with that?
0: I think it's definitely off. Well, there's not really much to choose from. I think WandaVision and Loki are the two front runners right now in terms in terms of. Oh, oh! Disney Plus, yeah. Disney Plus in general, yeah. Okay, even yeah, I I would still say WandaVision and um, WandaVision and the
1: great first episode
0: because they hit you in the face with like something. Not necessarily unexpected, but something weird and different. And I think you have that intrigue going in and then you realize maybe it's not exactly what you expected or you didn't really just know how weird it might be. I think that's something that always would pique audiences' interest. And yeah, and like you said, it was a great introduction to some of these new characters. I think Owen Wilson fits in so well. And watching him and Tom Hiddleston play off each other is going to be a treat, I think. And that's one thing I'm looking forward to to the most.
1: Um, Mobius is just the perfect complimentary character to Loki mm-hmm. I don't think that you could have cast this better I was thinking about this today Owen Wilson, he's such an icon and he's such a like a calming presence I think that's maybe why they work so well as contrasts obviously they're going to be fighting for the same thing or at least Mobius is trying to manipulate Loki into fighting for the same thing but yeah, they're, <laughs> they're a great buddy cop combo Olson, Owen Wilson just fits right in, man the accent.
0: I just remember when we were watching it and we saw when they were at the church and the kid pointed to the devil. i are just like, fucking Mephisto. Yeah, who is, is this Mephisto? And we're going to do this again?
1: I wonder if that was just by chance or if they did that intentionally. I it don't just know. happens to work out where it's, you know, we spent months theorizing that Mephisto was the big bad of WandaVision and the first episode they point to the fucking devil. Yeah. Um,. But the horns, you know, Loki loves those horns. Yeah, that's true. So yeah, we learn at the end that that hooded figure is Loki. And but I also like the way that they use time for humor. The mm-hmm. first time that we see um, Ravanda Rainslayer, the TVA hard ass cop that kept bullying Loki, <laughs> um, you know, when she punches him and sends him into one sixteenth speed, that was hilarious. You know, and them bringing him back on the loop and him realizing that he can't use magic when he's facing the judge. Also wanted to bring up the Avengers not being arrested by the TVA because apparently they were supposed to go back in time. So it, it is weird how the Avengers got away but he didn't, right? Cuz they're very much doing what he did. I guess it's because Loki wasn't put in his proper place like the Infinity Stones maybe.
0: Yeah, cuz they all went back and they fixed everything.
1: Right, everything was put back in its in its place, including them, mm-hmm. whereas Loki wasn't. So I guess that, you know, I, I just imprisoned Loki. <laughs> I should have been the judge.
0: They really they don't play around, huh? No, they don't no play. Warnings, I mean, dude, no the slaps
1: dude, on the wrists. Dude didn't have his ticket and he incinerated him yeah. into nothing.
0: I should do that at the deli or the DMV. Yeah. Hold up the line, <laughs> yeah. This
1: whole place was like the time DMV. He even complains about it. He's like, You think you, you bureaucrats are going to stop me from my destiny? Yeah, kind of. So I thought the whole episode was very funny. And the dialogue was sharp witted. There's so many interactions between Mobius and Loki, but they're never annoying. They're always funny. You get some insight into Loki's character, like we said, of him watching all of all of his life play out that he didn't yet actually live through. Um, But I I thought the, the episode was very humorous. And not in the traditional Marvel sense, just jokes that fit the characters, fit the moments.
0: I like how the TVA has the same—you know—they got the the same film from the movies we watched. Right? Yeah, the same (laughs) exact perspectives and angles. Exactly. Look at this shot
1: by Joss Whedon. Great cinematography here (laughs) on the projections of your life. For me, it's just going to be like open camera from the from my Android. (laughs)
0: Uh,
1: And that machine—it reminded me of of Devs, right? Yeah where it's just the deterministic aspect of of the everyone's life within the MCU that it is all written. I don't know. Or not necessarily written but it's been predetermined and the timekeepers are trying to keep that right. steady and stable.
0: I hope I mean determinism and agency and things like that have been been delved into pretty pr- pretty thoroughly recently and I don't know if I want to lean too much into it. I'd rather it be Loki dealing with that. Rather they ain't
1: smart enough for that shit, so trust me they won't, <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah, the whole like free will and you know things like that instead of delving into it on a I guess macro level, I'd rather just be solely loki mostly dealing with that fact that maybe he can't change things or he might not have the agency he once thought he had, and things like that because when you go too broad, I think that can kind of if that's not gonna be your main focus, I'd rather it. Not just be glossed over and but still there, but rather individuals reacting to this new like information they received on what they what life actually is versus what they thought it was.
1: Right. And you imagine that Loki, you know, he's he's being hit with so much in such little time that this isn't going to be enough, though, to change him. So as the season goes on, you're, you're definitely going to see him get the upper hand on the TVA at different points. You imagine that they're going to be betraying and backstabbing each other. Because um, Loki, you know, he's fighting for himself at all times. And Mobius is, in a way, I guess he's, you know, he's fighting for the TVA. Mm-hmm. Um, so even though their interests may intersect now, you can imagine that the road getting there, the road to catching this variant, Loki, is going to evolve a lot of mischief. <laughs> he is the god of mischief.
0: I like to picture the TV-8s, too, just sitting there like, "It's like oh, Feige just announced that uh, Spider-Man's back, in Sony got to change the got to change the algorithm here. They're following all the Marvel news along with us. An yeah, that's what the day. timekeepers
1: do. They're like, "Is Morbius in the MCU or out of the MCU?" We're we're not entirely sure. That's that's why the big wigs got to take care of that stuff. Um. Well, I mean, just them opening up the door to the multiverse not opening up the door but giving us more explanation as to what the multiverse is they talked about this multiverse war that was happening until all the timelines were brought together and they created the sacred timeline but it does appear that alternate realities can exist within the sacred timeline that different versions of events are happening but they're all leading to the same destination whereas the multiverse seems to be just something entirely different um, so when you talk about, I mean, they mentioned the subtitle of Doctor Strange in this episode. Obviously in a different sequence, but they talk about the madness of opening the multiverse. So Kevin Feige recently said this will have the most impact on the MCU. as Of any of the shows that they've released, this is going to be the most impactful on the entire MCU.
0: Right. I wonder if it's going to be a direct impact. Because WandaVision, I think what a lot of people were expecting was to have a direct impact where something huge happened and kind of changed everything as we know it. It more just opened the door for those type of things. Like, what's, what can be possible and what they can delve into going forward rather than it actually taking place for the most part and having a greater effect. This might just change... Like, this could have potential, I guess, if I even said that, to change everything within this the span of these six episodes.
1: Yeah. This is where you can go to fix your continuity, just introducing the TVA, having them there, having them available. So... I don't want to speculate and say that I think this will be uh, the show that changes the MCU forever because we really got duped with WandaVision. And that's more so on the audience than it is the show. But once again, they're presenting these ideas. And you imagine that they do a good job of foreshadowing and and then delivering on that foreshadowing. So they have some, some potential here to do some interesting things with the universe. Of course. But like you said, with them just focusing on the one character of Loki... He probably is the most interesting character to come out of the MCU. And now 10 years after, we've gotten so many great performances by him. You can make the case that... Without his performance in Avengers, that movie doesn't work as well as it does. I think we made that case on the Revisited. And he's been such a great secondary character to Thor and being a thorn in the side to the Avengers, being a charismatic... uh, Somebody called him on Letterboxd the sauciest character in the MCU. And now 10 years later, we're going to get even more insight and have a more intimate look into this character, seeing it not only from the audience's perspective, but his perspective. You know, watching him as he, he goes through this barrage of emotions while he's watching his life play out and how that affects him personally. So, you know, on the outside, looking in, he does seem like just a villain, right? Somebody who likes to hurt people. That's that's who he is. But he is a more complex character. And we've we've seen that in the movies. And now we're going to get even more of that in this series. And to me, it's, it's we're being spoiled. We really are. I think Tom Hiddleston, he's not appreciated enough for this performance. I mean, he's obviously an icon. But he's just really good, man. Like when he plays DB Cooper, that was James Bond. It's like the dude is suave,
0: those
1: sunglasses and his smiles and the way he can change it up. Definitely, and I
0: think you know it's never a bad thing to get what five and a half hours we're gonna get out of this series of Loki and Tom Hiddleston's performance. So I'm definitely looking forward to the rest of the season. And yeah, I just want to want to watch episode two right now. Can you
1: hurry up? What do you mean, hurry up? You have to watch it on your own. I've already seen it.
0: I know, but just, like, wrap it up.
1: Oh, sorry. I thought that was your job.
0: (laughs) And we will be back for episode two. Got to wait a week for that. But I think that this is a show that, like WandaVision, is going to benefit from the week-to-week. Because there is all that room for speculation and kind of trying to put the pieces together and theorize what's going to happen next. And I can't wait to watch it all play out.
1: Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Looking forward to it. Looking forward to you peasants catching up.
0: (laughs) It's hard not to be cocky when you get the screeners. There's no point in, like, getting something early that other people don't have without letting them know.
1: It's like having the power to be invisible when no one's looking. Like, no, I want to be invisible in front of you. Give you a nice purple nurple. John Cena. Oh, boy. (laughs) Brought it full circle. Yep. Damn, we were making some good points in that video.
0: Hey guys, Aaron and Suit Monkey here. Before we end this video I wanna give a quick shout out to our Patreon supporters. What can I say about you guys that I haven't already said about myself? You are the most important part of the channel and the main reason we keep going strong. Like Bo says, you keep the lights on in the fridge so the fridge is full. Or, or something like that. So, from everyone here at NerdSoup, I'd like to thank you guys for your continued support. If you're interested in joining the ranks of our Patreon supporters, head over to patreon.com nerdsoup and check out the rewards we offer to our patrons. We recently dropped some new stickers for you guys to check out, or you could choose a tier that will allow you to select a movie, show, or video game for us to review. We've got a full slate of fan-suggested reviews coming your way, and we're really excited about the chance to review some of those movies and shows. We've also got t-shirts, mugs, behind-the-scenes videos showing how we bring our videos to life. And once again, Thank you to all our patreon pledgers who have been supporting us throughout the years without you we wouldn't be able to convert all your pledges into cryptocurrency so thank you from my future self for making us rich